shift gears and move away from the indices and talk commodities with Jake Hanley. He's joining us this morning from Tecrium Trading LLC. Jake, good to have you here to talk uh, what's playing out here in terms of some of these markets that we're watching, the role that they have on inflation and what central bankers have been forced to deal with. But uh, first, I want to know what we should be looking for in terms of this morning's PPI report. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Thanks for having me back again. Um, you know, the PPI, you referenced Europe, and they had the 43% print, which is just astronomical. Um, I don't think we're going to see that here. We okay? hope not, right. I do. <laughs> it's going to be high. Uh, I think it's going to move up, and, and that's going to put more pressure on the Fed. Um, and the question is, and we've been dealing with this for the last couple of weeks now, uh, is what do policymakers do when the economy is slowing and they can't print money or lower yields lest they risk runaway inflation. This is uncharted territory in the global fiat system uh, that we've known since you know Nixon closed the gold window. We're looking at expectations here for the PPI. Uh, that's going to be released in just about 20 minutes. But if we can pull that Eurozone number that I referenced, Jake, you just mentioned again, 43%, uh, I think it was. Uh, but Jake, you mentioned this in terms of your notes, this juncture that you, you pointed to that we're in where policymakers are being forced to choose, as you put it, between saving the economy and saving their currency. Yeah, and I think we see that playing out in, in the UK right now. Um, you know, I saw some some comments yesterday that there are bond vigilantes on the prowl. I think people uh, trying to sell you know sovereign debt. Um, and look, we know that demand has walked away from, from the Treasury markets in a big way. Uh, that old adage, don't fight the Fed. Well, the Fed is um, you know, selling bonds off their balance sheet. So who's going to take the other side of that trade right now? Um, and so this is a very precarious point um, in, in financial market history. And I don't say that lightly, uh, because as we've known for the last 40 years, Anytime we have recession concerns or a real deep economic growth resurgence, the Fed has stood by to either lower rates and print money. And that's a very dangerous cocktail right now. Yeah, kind of uh, uh, we've been talking a little bit about left foot, right foot in terms of what's uh, uh, moving this car forward or kind of slowing things down a little bit. And I've heard it kind of references uh, uh, kind of turning to the left or turning to the right in terms of uh, trying to steer uh, some of these economies into the right direction that uh, central bankers want them to go. Let's talk about Fed minutes here today. Any insight uh, to be had? Yeah, from what I'm hearing, you know, the, the whisper of, of people who talk about what the Fed minutes might have is uh, the Fed is still concerned about inflation and, and rightfully so. Um, I was looking, you know, the Fed fund futures market is fully pricing in uh, 83% as of this morning, okay. uh, a 75 basis point hike. And I, I think the Fed you know, minutes are going to reflect the conversation that they are still concerned about inflation and are going to take aggressive action to try to reduce it. Um, what's alarming, you know, right now, when you look at the core CPI, and of course the Fed references core PCE, okay, um, those numbers are moving higher. So even if headline inflation, which includes food and energy, which, you know, we like to talk about food, um, that core number is really, really important to watch because that's what the Fed is, is paying attention to. And so as core continues to trickle higher, that's just going to put more pressure on the Fed. Um, and so pay close attention to the core numbers. 
We will, and I do want to talk about food as well. With the Wiser Report, had our way. But first, real quick, uh, these pressures that central bankers are dealing with, and I do agree it's important to kind of factor out food and energy versus uh, the core here. But talk to us, crude back to this $90 level, I mean, definitely something that they're paying attention to, uh, not only central bankers, but the Biden administration as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, and, and policymakers across the country. You know, we saw uh, California has an inflation relief package. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about the merits of that, right? But high oil prices are difficult for consumers to swallow. That's uh, putting upward pressure on inflation. Um, the answer is not to print more money so people can afford to buy more, more oil, okay? Um, there is a supply side that needs to be considered here. Um, and we've seen policymakers across the globe wrestle with this idea. In the UK, uh, there's idea of, hey, if we lower taxes, maybe the money that's retained by companies, individuals will be invested in new production. Um, in the United States, I don't see us putting any more yeah. effort into new uh, energy production right now. You know, sometimes that raises more questions than it answers, it seems like. Let's talk about uh, uh, answering some of the questions that our viewers may have in terms of what to expect from today's WASD report, world agricultural supply demand estimates, uh, and uh, in terms of grains markets in general in reaction to, what are you looking for, Jake? Yeah, I think everyone is expecting the USDA to revise lower corn production, domestic corn production. Um, that balance sheet is the tightest of uh, the three by way of, of just fundamentals and, and we need corn. Corn is used in a variety of, of products throughout the globe, primarily used as animal feed. Uh, it's used in ethanol, of course, for, for our gasoline stocks. Um, soybeans actually looks like a pretty decent balance sheet right now. We're expecting um, soybeans to show a building ending stocks month over month. Um, and when you look at the soybean market right now too, you have to look at South America um, and also including corn, we're expecting record production from South America uh, for both corn and soybeans. And that's going to be weather dependent. But, you know, look, it's important to remember that grains typically trade at or near their cost of production for an extended period of time. We are trading well above cost of production uh, for, for absolutely much of this year. And so as we go through more growing cycles, uh, farmers are going to increase the level of supply weather dependent okay and so our expectations is that prices do start to trickle lower as that production um you know catches up we've had back-to-back -back la nina years really bad weather um that's really put a hamper on on production and of course we have the supply issues related to the war in ukraine as well um and so as those things start to work out we, we do think that food prices will probably stabilize in the next six to twelve you think price is going to stabilize, but it also looks like you think that volatility is going to stay somewhat heightened here, uh, tied to Russia, tied to some of these weather uh, uncertainties and unknowns to come. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, the wheat markets have been a proxy for, for the war in Ukraine. Uh, we saw a 6% day. We see a 3% day in the wheat markets. Anybody trading wheat right now, keep your wits about you, you know, stay sharp. Um, and there's a lot of news coming out of, of that area of the world. And as yeah. geopolitical tensions rise, uh, you know, that can be tricky for food markets. Food can be used as political leverage. Um, it's nasty to say, but, you know, humanity has a long history of battling for territory and resources. Mm -hmm. And uh, to quote the talking heads, it's the same as it ever was. Well, I've been saying in terms of central bankers, and I think it applies across the board, drastic times call for drastic measures. And we're definitely seeing 
that play out. Jake Lastly, uh, in this higher rate environment that we're dealing with, uh, uh, Russia ultimately a factor, as we just pointed to in this discussion. Uh, any other commodities that we haven't touched on that our viewers should be keeping a close eye on? Oh, boy. You know, keep a very close eye on natural gas prices, um, especially as it relates to Europe and European production. Um, and your own heating bills, you know, here in the United States as we enter winter, it's a beautiful time of year, by the way, up here in Vermont, but it's getting cold. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just a personal note, pay attention to your, your own heating bills. Well, not only heating uh, bills here as we look at natural gas so hanging out around the $7 level here in the U.S., but also prices the pump. I mean, Jake, anyone who's been out driving around knows that those have been on the rise as well. And they never really seemed to come off at the same extent that they did as far as crude oil. And now with, uh, again, crude futures back to this $90, $93 level, we've seen them here in Chicago at the very least inching back up. So, Jake, appreciate you joining us because this is the bigger picture discussion we're trying to have in terms of inflation and the pressures that this puts on central bankers. And when we have that discussion, ultimately at the root of that is commodities. Jake Hanley, the managing director and senior portfolio strategist at T. Graham Trading LLC. Thanks to you, Jake.